your business protected against the threat of malicious litigation and frivolous lawsuits? Are you sinking company profits into marketing campaigns that do nothing to contribute to the growth of your business? Bottled Business Sense provides practical business perspectives that uniquely emphasize both legal and media marketing strategies to protect and ensure the longevity of your business. And whether you're trying to provide a startup business with some level of stability or an established business with foolproof asset and estate protection, or simply attempting to get a better return for your business marketing dollars, Bill Bernard and Rick Muscoso will expose potential pitfalls to ensure the security and growth of your business, free from unwanted expense and the threat of litigation. You'll learn how to implement marketing and protection tools equal to those used by today's most successful corporations. Let's join Bill and Rick for today's Bottled Business Sense Show. Hey, good morning, everyone. Today is August 4th, 10 o'clock here on the Bottled Business Sense Show. I am Rick Moscoso. And I'm Bill Bernard. And we're here over there. We're here together today. Right right next to me, but yet thousands of miles away, is uh, my co-host, Mr. Bill Bernard. I survived the hurricane, so you know I'm I'm in good shape over here, and I'm looking forward to doing another show with uh, with you, Rick. And uh, you know, today we're we're going to get right into it. We're going to be talking about um, a lot of you uh, husband and wives out there. You know, you have LLCs together, and so I thought I would talk about it a little bit. And here's what I want to do. Um, I want to make a disclaimer right off the bat. I am not. I repeat, I am not a tax expert. I'm far from it. But I kind of want to jolt you up a little bit here, get you get get your blood flowing to make you want to uh, contact a CPA or a tax attorney. Uh, because what have we always said, Rick, we need on our team, we need three essential people on our business, small business team. And that is an attorney, a CPA uh, or a tax consultant and uh, a marketing guy. And um uh, in line with that, I wanted to kind of tell you what you can do with an LLC, but when I tell you what you can do with it uh, from a general tax standpoint, in order to implement that tax decision that you make, you're going to have to go to a CPA or a tax attorney or a tax consultant or some sort of uh, tax specialist who can guide you through the program. So I want to start off by, by talking about uh, a husband and wife LLC. And uh, there are several considerations for a married couple when you file an LLC. Uh, And one of the biggest things you need to remember is whether or not you're in a community property state. And, of course, California is a community property state. Let me read off to you the other community property states. So you just just so you know, in case you're you may be in one of those. It's Arizona. Idaho. uh, Louisiana. Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin, along with California. So uh, that means that any property acquired by an individual while you are married, those assets are evenly split in the event of a divorce. That's community property law. So uh, you have separate property when you come into a marriage and you keep it separate in your own name and and, and, no, and your wife or your husband does not contribute financially to the upkeep or preservation of that property. Excuse me. Well, then it remains separate property. You have to have separate bank accounts, the whole thing. But when you acquire property while you're married, uh, 
then that becomes community property. So remember that. Um, one of the benefits of an LLC is that you can be taxed as a partnership or a corporation. Uh, you can also be taxed as a what's called a disregarded entity. And a disregarded entity just means that that's an entity that is not recognized by the IRS for tax purposes. The profits of the business are passed to each of the owners based on their ownership percentage, and it's known as a pass-through taxation process. In other words, the profits get reported on your individual tax return. So keep that in mind. You can become a disregarded entity. We'll talk just a touch more about that as we get toward the end of the show. But let's start with the elections that you can take as an LLC owner, husband and wife LLC owner. How can you elect to file your taxes? The first election would be a partnership election. This includes an LLC that is jointly owned by a married couple, okay? And uh, a partnership, uh, you become a partnership uh, almost by default for federal tax purposes. And keep in mind that many accountants are cautious about applying this election uh, oh, excuse me, applying the election of a disregarded entity that we talked about a minute ago in a non-community property state. Why? Because because you are uh, you don't own the property jointly uh, when you purchase property while you're married. Keep that in mind, okay? Go back, talk to a tax accountant or a tax specialist. Uh, typically, it's not an election that you take anyway. So let's just concentrate for the present time on partnership election. So your own, the, the LLC is jointly owned by a married couple, and uh, you're taxed accordingly uh, because typically you're owning roughly, you're probably going to own 50% each of the, uh, of the uh, uh, LLC. So it's a pass-through taxable entity. You choose to be taxed as a partnership and talk to your accountant about how that goes, but it's typically, again, pass-through taxation. You file your individual tax return. The second election would be a qualified joint venture election. Uh, this is if both spouses take part in the business and are the only members of the LLC and file a joint tax return. This election treats each spouse as a sole proprietor as opposed to a partnership. It will give each spouse credit toward their Social Security earnings and Medicare coverage. Some income deductions are divided uh, and uh, uh, Medicare will be, it goes to each spouse. Again, this gets a little bit complicated. Qualified joint venture status is not something that, that most people typically take uh, when they have an LLC and when they want to file their taxes. Most times they take a partnership election that we just talked about. The qualified joint venture allows uh, various individual taxes, uh, again, such as um, uh, deductions that are divided between two Schedule C's. Spouses receive individual Social Security and FICA, the Federal Contributions Act. Those specific taxes that are taken out of your wages, those are divided up between spouses. You don't necessarily have to worry about that uh, when you take the partnership election. So, Again, if you're interested in doing that for any particular tax reason, I would talk to your tax accountant or tax attorney and say, What's the advantage of a qualified joint venture election uh, versus a partnership election? 
It's not going to be something I think that you typically choose, but based on your tax situation, you may want to discuss that with him or her and see if that would be a viable option for you. So let's talk about the single member LLC election. Okay. This is where um, there's a single member LLC owned by a married couple. So instead of you having a married couple each owning 50%, you have the married couple jointly owning the LLC. Uh, so at tax time, spouses will file a joint return, which typically provides income tax savings. Income deductions, asset gain or loss is divided between each spouse on a percentage of their ownership. So you can have each spouse owning different percentages of the ownership of the LLC, different units of the LLC, but still file jointly. Uh, and make it a single member LLC. Now, this can get a little tricky. Again, you need to talk to your tax specialist about this. I'm just here to give you the options and to tell you to make sure you go see a tax specialist. When you own an LLC, you really need to go get somebody on your team who knows what they're talking about when it comes uh, time to file your taxes. Um, remember that... Um, when you choose either a single member LLC election or a partnership election, um, you're going to want to uh, uh, you're going to want to make sure that whether you're in a community property state or not, because that has a major effect on uh, on what you might want to do. And the third big election that people may choose to take would be a corporation election. So an LLC can choose to be uh, taxed as, a, as an S corporation, for example. It can also be choose to be taxed as a C corporation, but you're going to usually be talking about a massive business there because remember, uh, uh, profits, uh, a C corporation is taxed twice, uh, both on the, uh, on the profits and on the individual dividends that, that the owners uh, of the corporation make. So let's talk about an S corporation, uh, which usually is more apropos for a smaller business. Here you have, uh, you've got to remember, you have to have at least 100 or less uh, um, shareholders in an S corporation in, in, uh, in the United States. So as an S corporation, the LLC isn't taxed on profits. It's much more like a single member LLC in a partnership election. However, the individual members are taxed only on the profits. So why an S corporation is especially interesting is because uh, instead of taking all of the profits as income, for the owners, which are subject to self-employment income taxes, some of that income can be distributed as dividends, which is then individually, excuse me, which is then taxed at a lower tax bracket. Again, see, this is all planning, and that's where your income tax person or your tax specialist comes in. So remember, you can take profits out of the LLC when you're taxed as an S-corporation. Those profits will be taxed but then you have dividends that you can have as, as an S corporation owner, and those are taxed uh, at a lower, uh, uh, there's a lower tax on that type of income. You need to find out what you want to do and what's going to be the most applicable for your particular situation. But whether you're taking a partnership, whether you're taking um, a, uh, uh, a, a single member LLC selection or a corporate election as an S corporation, uh, you are talking about a husband and wife LLC, and you're talking about a specific way to have your LLC taxed. 
So you have the LLC. How do you want it taxed? As a partnership? As a uh, uh, as a uh, joint member? Excuse me, a single member LLC election or as a S corporation election? You can make make those choices when you sit down and talk with your tax consultant and say, "Hey, what's going to be the best for me? Here's the income I'm going to have. Um, here's the percentage of ownership I'm going to have." Uh, it's going to be a husband and wife owned LLC. What's the best option to take? And again, candidly, I'm not here to tell you what that option is because it differs. It's different, completely different for everybody, nor can I answer specific tax questions. What I can tell you uh, and what, what Rick can tell you, too, from all the past shows we've had is that you're principally setting up this LLC to protect your personal assets and then you have to choose how you want to be taxed. So your personal assets will be protected if you upkeep your LLC in the proper way. You make your, your uh, bi-yearly uh, or yearly uh, filings, depending on what state you reside in, uh, depending on what state you form your LLC in, I should say. And then you go and you, t- uh, you contact your tax person and say, okay, I've got my LLC. My attorney has set it up. My personal assets are going to be protected. I got him on board. He's going to help me run it and make sure it stays up to date. Now, how do I, how am I going to be taxed on the profits I'm going to make from this business? Because those profits are going to ultimately be my income and my bread and butter. So I need to know what choice I'm going to make in terms of being taxed. So talk to your accountant or your tax consultant and find out which of the three major ways you want to be taxed. Okay. Sure. So wouldn't you want to do that first, though, Bill, is uh, before you even have your attorney set up the LLC, consult with your, ta- uh, your, your tax guy first or tax person first before they actually. Uh, well, if you have a business plan in place and you kind of uh, can estimate or generate an estimate of what your income is going to be, sure, you could meet with a uh, with a tax consultant first. That's not a problem. But but our jobs, the tax consultant's jobs and the uh, and the attorney's jobs are, are vastly different in, in a couple of ways. We're interested in different goals. I want to protect your personal assets, and those personal assets need to be protected by a corporate entity regardless of what your income is going to be because you already have certain personal assets that I want to protect. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to add to those assets by putting by making more income and now you want your your tax consultant to be able to tell you how do you best want to be taxed so you can build those assets to even a greater amount. And so consequently uh, yeah, you can consult with your tax consultant. You should have a tax consultant on board anyway, even before you have a business entity, right? Because you're going to need to file income taxes every year. Now you're going to want to bring that tax consultant into a more specific line of questioning because you're going to have the attorney develop the LLC. So you, so you might want to say, uh, this is going to be a husband and wife LLC. My attorney, we've told our attorney that's what we want. Now, based on that general principle, what's our best election in terms of taxation? And most people uh, don't typically do that until after the LLC is set up, but, but there's no harm in doing it beforehand. If you know you're going to do that and you just haven't gotten around to it yet, you're going to meet with the tax person before you meet with the attorney. Yeah. But you better, you better have a business plan in place and you better kind of know generally what income you're going to generate. You know, I mean, that would, that's always helpful for a tax person. Right. Well, well, here's the thing, I guess, 
<clears throat> what I uh, want to impress upon the audience is that as you prepare to do these things and you talk to your tax consultant um, and you have all those ducks in a row while you're speaking with a business attorney and setting up your entity, this isn't uh, this isn't something I know Bill would recommend is going to an off-the-shelf online thing no. to set up your LLC. And I think that's a common mistake while people look to try and save money. Uh, will some will will many times end up in trouble or disorganized because it's just not what they were expecting. Well, let me let me let me touch upon that for a second. I have a good example on a different on a on a slightly different subject. So I've been getting a lot of calls lately as a result of COVID nineteen. People all of a sudden are fearful of uh, of their health, and so they want to do a living trust. I I I I, I, I am not in favor of people waiting to the last minute, but. A lot of people do. And so this COVID-19 has brought in a flurry of requests for new living trusts to me. And I just got five new living trust assignments last week. And three of those five are people who are redoing their trust because they tried it by themselves first online for a quick fix. And they have come to realize, uh, partly through my discussions on online, and partly through their own investigation, uh, when they're looking up about COVID-19 and they're thinking, okay, here's some recommendations, make sure you have a trust. And then they, they find out uh, what they're missing. Most of these people have only wills and not trusts. And some of the people that do have trusts uh, have like a 10-page trust uh, that, that covers very scant issues as opposed to the wide array of issues that you need to have covered when you have a living trust and a pour over will as opposed to just a regular will. So uh, I don't want to get into that. That's a whole nother show. But uh, suffice it to say uh, that if you're out there long enough and you do your research as much about these quick fix wills and trusts as you do when you go to try to find them initially on the web, you'll come to find out that, uh, that they are just that. They're quick fixes. And uh, they don't really cover the full gamut of what your goals are going to be when you want to sit down and set these things up. So, um, uh, you know, I don't want to preach uh, to the choir or, or beat a dead horse, but uh, these quick fix things are, uh, are are not very good. And uh, by the time you, all is said and done, uh, most people go to an attorney to have them reviewed uh, and or redone. And by that time, you're spending more money than if you had gone to an attorney in the first place. Yeah. yeah so, folks, if you uh, <clears throat> are looking to set something up like this, um, reach out to Bill. His in information is right there on the screen. Uh, he'll be, ha be happy to uh, give you some initial guidance and start up a conversation uh, to see how he can assist. So, uh, yeah. And by the way, I want to put in a plug, Rick. Uh, Every couple of Saturdays, twice monthly, you can find it on Facebook. We have a uh, new show. It's called FB, F is in Frank, B is in Bernard, FB Watch Forum. And it's on Facebook. The FB doesn't stand for Facebook, but it's called FB Watch Forum. We have shows for, for watch fanatics or horology uh, freaks or any geek at all who loves timepieces because uh, that's my passion on the side and we do that and Rick uh, moderates it as well. So uh, tune us, tune us in and see if you like that. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on that because 
this is a legal show, but I wanted to put in a plug after all. Who's gonna yeah. toot your, who's gonna toot your own horn if you don't do it yourself, right? So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so we'll be back again in a, in a couple of weeks with a, with a new program. Uh, this was short and sweet today. I really wanted to put the fear of God in you to a certain extent to make you go see this tax consultant of your choosing, because um, I'm not here just to provide you legal advice in the strictest sense. I'm here to try to help you uh, advise you, hey, here's what's good for your business. And yeah, the full gamut of what I do is in the legal field, but I also want to pass on tips to you that you really need to know to make your business more solid. And one of those is to have a good tax person on board. And another one is to have a good media person like Rick on board, you know, to help you with your videos, to help you with your web marketing and that sort of thing. So as we sign off, I'll just have Rick tell us, uh, tell us, Rick, where we can be found for everybody. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys saw the lower thirds from before. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, not Instagram, um, LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, we have a whole host of, of videos on our website at bottledbusinessandshow.com uh, spanning over six years. So, you know, Bill has talked about this uh, topic before. You can certainly search for uh, other t other videos that um, that we've discussed on this uh, on this broadcast. Uh, over the years of uh, that we've been doing this, there's a wealth of information. And, you know, one of the reasons, just like Bill said about his, uh, uh, the horology show that we started up, uh, this is also a, a, a uh, has been a career for Bill and a passion of his to, you know, offer up his knowledge to people and, and uh, help them out as they, as they, uh, you know, form new businesses or, you know, progress progress on in their businesses to keep them protected, keep them safe, and uh, keep them profitable. So, uh, we enjoy doing this. It's it's free information, and um, uh, I don't not many places where you're going to find that. The, the, no, and, we enjoy and doing that. no, and 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 last but not least, remember that my talks on these shows are not a substitute for you going to see an attorney. It's to prompt you to go mm -hmm. and see an attorney about whatever subject we're discussing on the show. If you find it of, of need or interest to your particular business and to apply the specific facts and circumstances of your situation to the general principles we discuss on each show. So uh, this is not a be all endo all final fix. Uh, as you probably can, can surmise, it's really something to get you to go and uh, take care of business, so to speak, uh, in the best way that's going to suit your particular needs. That's so right. with that, Rick, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, I guess, for a new show. And uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic, prof profitable, profitable week. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back here on the Bottle Business Sense Show on August 18th. Uh, so uh, we'll be posting that episode here shortly on our Facebook and YouTube pages. And as Bill said, make sure to tune in next Tuesday. I'm sorry, next uh, Saturday <laughs> on August 15th for FB Watch Forum at 11 a.m. Pacific. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're a lover of watches and want to learn stuff about watches, that that's the place to be because, uh, you know, I can say that as passionate as I am about watches, it, you can tell when Bill talks about watches how passionate he is because it's uh, it's something that he loves. And I enjoy um, learning from him as well as the other people that have uh, uh, shared that experience as well. So join us on FB Watch Forum 
August 15th at 11 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Fantastic. All right, folks, we'll see you again soon. Take, Take care, care, everybody. Have a profitable day. Bye-bye.